What's up, everyone, and welcome back to the Fast and Furious season here on Cinematic Reviews. As always, I'm your host, Chris, and this is a show about all things movie and TV. Every week, I break down and review the newest releases, beloved franchises like Fast and Furious, and even upcoming projects. You can support the show by hitting that follow button on your favorite podcast network, as well as following it on all social media platforms. You can find all those handles on either the Cinematic Reviews Facebook page or the show's website at podgepage.com backslash cinematic reviews it helps the podcast out a lot and i appreciate all the love and support out there from everyone this time it ain't just about being fast furious 7 is speeding your way you good we're being hunted. So this is gonna be a street fight? Oh, oh. That is gonna go to work. If you want to glimpse the future, just look behind you. You can't outrun the past. God, cars don't fly! This is a world that doesn't play by your rules. And you and your friends are a part of it now. Let's do this. I don't have friends. I got family. Furious 7 was released on April 3rd, 2015. The film stars Vin Diesel as Dominic Toretto, Paul Walker as Brian O'Connor, Dwayne Johnson as Luke Hobbs, Michelle Rodriguez as Letty Ortiz, and Jason Statham as Deckard Shaw. It was directed by James Wand, who is best known for this, Insidious, The Conjuring, and DC's Aquaman. Justin Lin did not return to direct this installment because he was still doing post-production for Fast and Furious 6. The film grossed over $1.5 billion worldwide against a budget of $190 million, making it the highest grossing film of the franchise. The film was to be released on July 11th, 2014, but production was halted on December 1st, 2013, after the passing of Paul Walker on November 30th, 2013. Walker was killed in a car crash halfway through filming. Body doubles, stunt doubles, and archive footage were used to complete the film following the death of Paul Walker. Walker's brothers Caleb and Cody were among the doubles, along with providing voiceover for the Brian O'Connor character. The first scene with uh, the CGI version of Paul Walker is about 15 minutes into the film. The film scene where Paul Walker's car veers off the main road onto a ramp is reminiscent of the missing man formation flown by military pilots when they have lost a comrade. Jordana Brewster had to film her scenes at the very end of filming due to her commitments to the Dallas TV series. Since Paul Walker had already passed by then, she had to perform the scenes opposite one of Walker's brothers or with him inserted via computer graphics. Over 230 cars were destroyed during filming. Denzel Washington turned down the role of Mr. Nobody, which ultimately went to Kurt Russell. That would have been really interesting. Taylor Lochner and Halle Berry were also considered. Halle Berry would have been an interesting choice as well. I don't think Taylor Lochner would have quite worked out, but I think Kurt Russell was a nice, a nice follow-up uh, to either of these actors. Dwayne Johnson uh, would have would have been unable to participate in the film if Universal pursued uh, filming Fast Six and Furious Seven back to back due to his commitments to the film Hercules. 
the start date for Furious 7 was delayed long enough for Hercules to finish production. And so we have Dwayne Johnson in the film. Uh, if you notice, he shows up at the beginning and then he doesn't show up at the end. That is because of that production uh, with Hercules. The film surpassed James Cameron's Avatar as the fastest film to gross $1 billion. And then lastly, the song See You Again by Wiz Khalifa and Charlie Poof was dedicated to Paul Walker. So Furious 7 is another one of the films that I've been really looking forward to ever since I announced the Fast and Furious season for the podcast. I love this film. I think James Wan did an awesome job with it, considering the massive hurdle that he and the crew had to overcome. For those that don't know, Paul Walker tragically passed away during the filming of Furious 7. On November 30th, 2013, Walker and his friend Roger Rodas were in a single vehicle collision. Walker is survived by his only child, Metal Walker, who actually had a cameo in Fast X. I was really heartbroken uh, when news broke about Walker's death. I was honestly in shock. It was very similar to when the news came out about Heath Ledger passing away right before the release of The Dark Knight. I just, I couldn't believe it. Uh, I've been a huge fan of Paul Walker. I am still a fan of his today. Um, he, him playing Brian O'Connor in the Fast and Furious franchise is probably what he's best known for. Uh, but I've seen most of, if not all of his films. Uh, the Fast and the Furious was the first film I ever saw him in. And then after that, I just, I became an instant fan. Before his passing, I think he was the best actor in this franchise, honestly. Uh, yeah, he really only had, you know, one note when it came to acting, but it, he was at least aware of it. He knew what he was good at and he stuck to it. The actor I typically compare him to is Mark Wahlberg. Uh, he's Paul Walker in every film that he does, just like, you know, Mark Wahlberg is Mark Wahlberg in his films. I think Paul Walker is a better actor than Mark Wahlberg. That might be a hot take, but that's just how I feel. Uh, but they are kind of similar uh, in their acting style. Looking at Paul Walker's IMDb page, uh, he probably the first film that he was really big on was uh, Varsity Blues. Uh, but after that, The Fast and Furious kind of just put him on the map. Uh, and then after that, he became a part of this franchise. And, and then that kind of spread out into other films that he was able to explore, like The Skulls, uh, which actually, I think, came out before The Fast and the Furious. But I don't think a lot of people went to that until after seeing him in the fast and the furious um that is a really interesting film uh it's, it's that one about you know the secret fraternity and, and all that stuff uh then he was in joyride uh with steve zahn uh that was that was a big film when i was growing up um i haven't seen it since though i should give that a rewatch uh then he went into timeline with gerard butler um which i enjoy because of course well time travel is my favorite movie trope so Obviously, I'm going to gravitate toward a, a film titled Timeline. Uh, he did a couple of more Fast and Furious films after that. Then he went on to Takers with Idris Elba, uh, which is a really cool heist movie. Uh, that is actually on the list, uh, I think, for a future season that I will talk about later on. Um, while he was doing Furious 7, he was also working on Brick Mansions. Um, this came out, I believe, after Furious 7. Uh, at the end of that film, there is a little dedication uh, to him as well. Um, definitely check that one out. That's got a lot of cool parkour scenes in it. Um, yeah, just I think it's a really, really underrated Paul Walker film. 
Uh, it's it's kind of a small story, but it's a pretty, pretty cool movie. Uh, and then, of course, Fear 7 was his last film. Uh, and yeah, which I will talk about on today's episode. It's just a beautiful, beautiful film. I love what James Wan did. And, and the fact that they were able to finish this movie off is really cool. Um, I remember when, you know, the news broke about Paul Walker and the filming shut down. There were a lot of questions uh, about, well, are they going to finish the movie? Are they not going to finish the movie? Is this where the franchise ends? I think they made the right choice in finishing the movie. Uh, I think that's something Paul Walker would have wanted them to do. And I know Vin Diesel has been pretty was pretty vocal at the time about, you know, we're going to finish this movie for Paul um, because this is what he wanted. Um, And now we're four or five films since his passing um and they've from what i understand it seems like the crew is doing this in honor of paul because they believe that paul would want them to go on with the franchise and yeah i mean everyone has their opinion with these new new installments um me personally i think furious 7 was the last good installment of this franchise uh after this it kind of goes really downhill as far as quality but it's it's so good to know that they that we have this film uh, with us because I think they did just an awesome job finishing up considering how much uh, how big of a part Paul Walker was in it. I really enjoy Paul Walker's work as an actor, like I keep saying. Um, just Walker is just going to be really really missed, uh, especially within this Fast and Furious fan base. Uh, you can really feel his absence like the fate of the furious uh which is the film after furious 7 if you're not familiar with the timeline um but i do really really love the decision to keep brian alive within the fast universe uh i think killing him off would have been a really disrespectful thing to him uh i know that was a, another big question uh that was going around uh when uh furious 7's production stopped and then resumed uh, everyone was kind of had their own theories on what they were going to do. Uh, a lot of people thought that they were going to kill him off, which is understandable. That's typically the, the, the route that they do when an actor dies, uh, especially in a franchise. Uh, but in the end, I think they made the right decision. Uh, we get hints here and there about Brian in future installments. So that's always fun. Uh, but at the same time, he makes you miss him even more when they mention his name. Uh, that's one of my main issues with the future installments, particularly Fast and Furious. Of, I mean, sorry, Fate of the Furious. Uh, but I'll dive into that uh, on the next episode. I want to keep my thoughts with Furious 7 because if you've been following my rankings, it's my second favorite film in the franchise. There can be an argument made for it to be the number one. Uh, I just really, really think Fast Five is overall a better film. Uh, but on a given day, I could easily put this as my favorite because there's so much good stuff in there. So Furious 7 not only picks up where Fast and Furious 6 leaves off, but it also ties in Tokyo Drift. Um, Tokyo Drift actually takes place before and during Furious 7. It's a little confusing, so I'll do my best to explain it. Most of Tokyo Drift happens right before Fast 6. Uh, When we get to the death of Han in Tokyo Drift, that is happening during the first part of Fast 6. Uh, And then a couple of scenes later uh, in Fast 6, we see Dom go to Tokyo. Uh, that is actually the last scene in Tokyo Drift. Um, I'm sure you can find the two films spliced together on YouTube or something. Um, it's really cool to watch. If you can find a 
decently made copy of it. Um, there are a couple of good ones out there, uh, so they do exist. But it's really interesting to see these two films spliced together uh, in, you know, timeline accurate order. Statham, who plays uh, Deckard Shaw in the film, was really revealed to be the person behind Han's death at the end of Fast and Furious 6 in that post credit scene, if you remember that. Uh, and he returns in Furious 7 to seek revenge on Dom and the rest of the crew for going after his brother Owen Shaw, who was played by Luke Evans in Fast 6. And then we get to see Luke Evans in the hospital bed for a quick scene there at the beginning of the film. Uh, that's uh, the first part of the story in Furious 7. The other part involves Natalie Emanuel's Ramsey. Uh, Natalie Emanuel, of course, starred in HBO's Game of Thrones on a Sunday. You remember that um ramsey in furious 7 is a hacker basically she invented this design this device called the god's eye which basically can find a person anywhere in the world through street cameras satellites phones whatever pretty much any electronic device with a camera on it can be used to find somebody around the world uh it's big brother essentially if you're familiar with that term that's what god's eye is it's the MacGuffin of the film uh, Dom and the crew are recruited by Kurt Russell's Mr. Nobody. Uh, he is the head of the shadow agency within the U.S. government. Um, they didn't really give it a name in the franchise. I think they just call it the agency. Uh, so, if, so if you ever hear me say the agency, I'm referring to Kurt Russell and his crew and all crew and all that. Uh, the agency becomes a pretty big element in future installments. Uh, with a franchise like this, that's really the only route you can you can go. Um, Vin Diesel going from DVD player thief to government agent sounds ridiculous. And trust me, it is. Uh, I'm a huge fan of this franchise, but I can agree uh, that it's freaking ridiculous that this is a concept. But that's what the franchise is now. Um, I don't agree with every decision, of course, uh, that is made in this franchise. But I accept it because I love the core element of the franchise, which is family. Um, I like Kurt Russell in this. Uh, he was pretty... Pretty goofy at times, but very entertaining. You can tell that he had a lot of fun uh, being a part of this franchise. Denzel was the first choice for the role, uh, and he would have been an awesome part of the franchise. But I think Russell was was a great second choice for sure. Dwayne Johnson returns, but only in a few scenes, like I like I said earlier, because he was filming Hercules at the at the same time of this. Uh, again, I really like him in this. Him taking down a predator drone with a freaking ambulance was nuts and I loved it. Ludacris and Tyrese return as Tej and Roman. Uh, I love their whole thing with dunking on each other throughout the film. They end up fighting over who will quote unquote land Ramsey. Uh, if you remember Roman called dibs on her, which is really middle school. Like um, I remember those days, Michelle Rodriguez is back as Letty. Uh, she is trying to get her memories back, uh, which eventually she does at the end of the film. I love Michelle Rodriguez. Uh, Letty is my favorite character now after the passing of Paul Walker. Brian will always be my dude, though. Uh, he has always been my favorite since the first film and always will be. Uh, but Letty is freaking awesome uh, in these newer installments. Jaiman Hansu makes his debut in the franchise as terrorist leader Jakande. He teams up with Statham about halfway through the film. Uh, he wants to God's eye so he can so he allies himself with Statham in order to get it. Um, if you listen to the podcast regularly, you know I'm a huge fan of Jaiman Hansu. Uh, whenever he shows up in a film, I get really, really excited because I think he's a very underrated actor. Um, I just saw him in Gran Turismo. 
I'm really excited for you all to see him in that uh, when it finally releases next week. He's great in that. Uh, he's great in anything that he does, really. Uh, go check him out in Blood Diamond with DiCaprio. Uh, that put him pretty much on the map as a as a big-time actor, for sure. I love all the action sequences in this film. Uh, there are some very, very iconic ones in this, like Paul Walker running up the bus, Dom and Deckard Shaw playing chicken with their cars, not once but twice in the film. Uh, they're skydiving with cars, taking out Predator Jones with ambulances, like I mentioned. There are so many awesome action sequences in this film, and I, I'm really, really excited to break them down today. And the music in the film is freaking awesome as well. When the when the film came out back in 2015, I listened to the soundtrack on repeat, honestly. Uh, I love every song in the film, especially See You Again by Wiz Khalifa and Charlie Puth. Uh, during that Paul Walker tribute scene at the end, which was amazing. They did a great job at that little tribute for Paul Walker at the end. The song helps elevate it, and it gets me every time it comes on. One of my favorite songs of all time, for sure. Uh, let's take a quick break before diving into today's standout scenes of Furious 7. Check out new release reactions every week on the show. Each week I break down and react to the newest releases hitting theaters or the streaming world. The Gran Turismo reaction episode is out now. Gran Turismo officially releases on August 25th. But I was lucky enough to see it a couple of weeks early. So head over to your favorite podcast platform to listen to that episode and the rest of the Cinematic Reviews Library today. Now, I typically try to keep the standout scenes to 10, uh, but it was really difficult for this film. I think I ended up with 14 on this list here. Um, so I'll run through these. The first one I have is the opening sequence with Deckard Shaw at the hospital. Uh, this was kind of Statham's big reveal. Uh, or big uh, in introduction into the franchise, other than that little post credit scene that we saw at the end of Fast 6. But this was really cool to kind of show that Statham is not messing around. Um, as we slowly, as the camera slowly pans out, we see that he just annihilated everybody in this hospital. He, I mean, this hospital is ready to just fall within itself. This thing was just demolished, and... As much as it would have been really, really awesome to see him do this, I think it, it creates this really cool ambiance around it where you can just kind of just imagine for yourself what it would look like if he did this. Um, but yeah, this was a really, really awesome way to open up the, up the movie. Uh, we get a really, really cool song. I don't remember the name of it, uh, but it's on the soundtrack, and it's one of my favorites of the soundtrack for sure. Um, yeah, just an awesome way to... To, to introduce Statham into the franchise and to kind of show the audience that, hey, this is going to be a, a serious but wild installment of the Fast franchise. Then we switch over to Shaw paying Hobbs a little visit at the DSS office. Um, we get this really cool showdown between Statham and Dwayne Johnson, which is really cool. Um, really showing that Statham is using his his stealth and his agility versus, you know, Dwayne is a big dude. He's, he relies a lot on his muscles and his size, but Statham is, is easily uh, capable of uh, overcoming him with, with his gadgets and his, his agility to, to take down this large target. And it's really awesome how they film this. It's they're in this little tiny office. You got the rock throwing Statham around. You got Statham just 
punching and kicking the crap out of Dwayne Johnson. It's really, really awesome to see these two fight each other who come on, who come from two separate, you know, areas of fighting where, like I said, Dwayne Johnson uses his, his strength and his size versus Statham using his, his quickness and his agility to take it down. It's really kind of a David and Goliath type of scenario. Then we have Shaw blowing up the Toretto house, uh, which was crazy. Uh, this is actually the first scene um, where we get the CGI version of Paul Walker. Um, so Statham drops off a box for the Toretto's. Uh, it turns out to be a bomb inside of it. Um, actually, while this is going on, this is where Tokyo Drift kind of ties in. So Statham calls uh, Dom to kind of, you know, give him a hint that, hey, I'm coming after you and your family. I've already taken one of you out. This was the phone call that we see Statham on at the end of Fast 6 in that post credit scene. So that's kind of where Tokyo Drift starts to tie in here is this scene here. Um, the bomb goes off. We get that really intense scene where, you know, the debris is going to hit the van. We have little Jack in there. So Paul Walker quickly closes the door really fast and he gets thrown into the van very, very violently. Um, but yeah, it's just a crazy, crazy scene. Uh, again, setting up this fact that Statham is not messing around. Like he is serious. He will kill everybody, uh, that was involved with uh taking out his brother owen then we get to the tokyo drift scene where uh dom heads over to tokyo to to retrieve the remains of han he talks with uh lucas black sean uh after their little race that race that we see at the end of tokyo drift that's another scene that ties into here we kind of see what happens after um their race it's insinuated that of course dom beat him in the race um so that was really cool to kind of get that blast from the past from Tokyo Drift all these years later. Then we have Dom and Deckard Shaw playing chicken with their cars uh, for the first time. So we have the funeral for Han. Statham ends up showing up in his really, really cool car. Dom gets into his Dodge and he goes rolling down after him. They come to this kind of alleyway underpass type area. And... We're not exactly sure what's about to happen. They start driving towards each other. It's like, is one going to move out of the way? Nope. They collide into each other. And it's so violent. They probably sh both should have died in this crash. Uh, it was just crazy that they actually went head to head with their cars and collided into each other. Um, Statham, of course, came prepared. He reinforced his chassis, as Dom mentions out. It's like going into a ring with the weighted gloves. And then Statham replies, you know, I'm not playing games. You know, this is serious. I've come to just annihilate you guys. Um, and then this is where Kurt Russell shows up and we are introduced to the agency uh, that Kurt Russell works for. Then that leads into the skydiving with cars scene, which is probably my favorite scene here um, out of this list. Uh, but the tribute for Paul Walker, I it's tough to beat that. And I'll get to that shortly. But this skydiving with the cars is pretty fun. So so Roman gets this idea of attacking this convoy in the middle of the road that they're on, on this mountainside where you really can't access it. So Tej ends up getting this idea of what if we drop down onto that road from the sky in cars? So that's where that kind of uh, 
gets created. And then we get this scene where they drive out of this plane. They have uh, GPS guided uh, alarms to let them know when they get to a certain feet to hit that button and their parachute shoots out. Uh, Roman ends up getting scared. So Tej has to force him out of the plane by ejecting his parachute sooner. He goes flying out. He's spinning all over the place in the air. Really crazy scene. I, I mean, I, this is really where the franchise starts to just get freaking nuts with the stunts. I mean, skydiving with cars sounds freaking insane and they did it. Um, there's it's, it's yeah, it's just go back and watch that scene. It, it's really, really awesome how they did this. I love Paul Walker's reaction when they're free fall into the air and he's just trying to stay calm, but you can tell inside that Paul Walker's freaking out about skydiving with cars. Then the next scene I have is Dom and the crew taking down the convoy slash Brian running up the bus, which is a very iconic scene. Um, love this action sequence here. We have Dom and the crew, you know, landing from the skydiving scene. They take on this convoy that's carrying uh, Ramsey. So they have to infiltrate the convoy, take it out and then get Ramsey out of there before, uh, Jaconde's men can interrogate her for the God's Eye location. Um, really, really cool. I mean, this bus is all decked out. It's got computers. It's got machine guns on each side of it. Um, it's got an arsenal within. It's just really, really cool how this bus was all decked out. It's got cars around it, shooting RPGs and machine guns at them. Uh, I love that scene where they open up the little doors on the bus and the machine guns come out and Tej gets that old crap look starts cranking up his window. I always chuckle at that part. Um, but yeah, this is really cool. Eventually the they start the the bus gets flipped over while Brian's inside of it. It's sliding uh, down the road off of this cliff, so he has to climb out and climb on top of it. While the bus is falling over this cliff, we get the scene of Paul Walker running up and he has to jump off of the bus and and Letty catches him with the car. Um, yeah, just a really really awesome action scene for sure. Then we get to another iconic scene from this film, and that is jumping the Abu Dhabi Towers uh, in that supercar that Dom and Brian are in. They don't just jump from building to building. They jump from building to building to building. They do three jumps is how they say. Because I think <laughs> Ramsey's buddy in there, I can't remember his name. I should have looked it up. But he goes, you know, two jumps, that's an insult. Three, that's how you do it. You know, I, I'm paraphrasing that line, but that's kind of what he says. It's this scene is nuts. Like this, this isn't even possible. Um, so they, so the God die ends up being into the supercar. Brian and Dom go in to try to try to get the God's eye. Uh, Deckard Shaw shows up. Uh, so all hell's breaking loose. This forces Dom to get this bright idea to, to run away from Statham. Who's got a grenade launcher. So he jumps out, drives out the window, crashes into the building next to it. Um, all while this is happening, Brian's, breaking through the supercar to get to the god's eye then they jump another building um yeah it's just it's freaking nuts i i love how they how they shot this film i mean sh well shot the film but shot this scene for sure it's really really cool i mean it's the cover of the dvd box um yeah this is just a crazy crazy sequence then we get mr nobody and the team attempting to take down shaw um, this is where we get the reveal that Statham is working with Jaiman Hansu. Um, they they perform this little uh, 
dark ops sting mission in in the middle of the night statham is sitting there eating dinner in this warehouse i love that little move where he goes to wipe his mouth uh with the napkin but underneath the napkin he pulls the pin from the grenade to kind of say hey you're not gonna take me i'm gonna just blow us all to hell thought that was a really badass move by statham um and then this gunfight shows up kurt russell puts on his little night vision sunglasses and he just goes to town with his pistols he ends up getting shot a couple times so they got to evac him out of there and and then he's taken away to um some secret facility where he'll rest up from taking all these gunfight gunshots um but yeah this is a really really cool gunfight um kind of dark so you don't get to see a whole lot but really showing off that that paul walker can still you know fire a gun uh tactically from all his training so that's cool then we get this uh big la scene uh which is kind of the climax or the final act of the film uh, a couple things are going on at the same time we have uh brian roman tej playing hot potato with ramsey uh letty shows up also to play hot potato a little bit uh they're jumping they're throwing her from car to car to kind of throw off um jaiman hansu who eventually got his hands on the god's eye uh so he's using it to track down ramsey and the team to, to annihilate them they're trying to hack into the god's eye so that they can take power away from jaiman hansu uh there's a lot of things going on in this final act uh on top of that we get deckard shaw and and dominic uh fighting on top of this garage structure um they do the you know the chicken with the cars again except this time dom like i don't know what the technical term is but he like lifts his car up on the back tires and shoves his front end into to uh deckard's uh windshield to take him out kind of insinuating that he learned from the last time they played chicken and he kind of won um and then they start this big hand-to-hand fight with wrenches and and metal poles and and stuff it's pretty crazy hand-to-hand combat really showing off that statham knows his fighting techniques um so that's kind of cool then we get to this other scene at the same time where hobbs is watching all this go down on the news he we get that scene of him breaking out of his arm cast you know he says daddy's got to go to work uh so he puts on his uniform and heads out to the downtown la so he can help them take down uh and statham so he takes one of the ambulances from the hospital and crashes it into the predator drone that's flying around shooting these missiles at uh brian and and the team so really unrealistic but it's it's a really cool scene though and the fact that he was able to take out a predator drone with a freaking ambulance is nuts then we get the scene where dom takes out jaiman hansu's helicopter by driving his car up of a you know a broken down part of the garage structure that flies him up in the air and it looks like he's gonna he's trying to hit the helicopter of the car but in fact he's trying to hook a bag of grenades on the on the helicopter so that Dwayne Johnson can shoot the bag of grenades I'm not sure how he knew Dwayne Johnson was down there uh it's kind of like they have this psycho psychonetic bond between I don't know it's it's one of the negatives I have with this film where it's like, how did how did Vin Diesel know that Dwayne Johnson was standing there in the spot with his gun to shoot that bag of grenades? And how did The Rock even see the bag of grenades hanging from the helicopter? It's just 
it's little things like that you kind of have to nitpick in these movies um but it's still a it's a pretty cool scene though seeing dom's car flying through the air hooking a bag of grenades it's, it's still a pretty cool action sequence and then the last scene i have is of course that tribute at the end to paul walker which is just incredible I remember watching the film in the theater opening weekend. And when it came to this scene, all you could hear in the theater was everybody tearing up, sniffling, trying not to break their, let their tears out. It's just, we were all experiencing the same emotion at the same time. And it was incredible. Uh, one of my, one of my favorite theater going experiences ever. Um, just beautiful, beautifully well done. We get the, flashbacks from the previous uh fast and furious scenes we have wiz khalifa and charlie pooth coming in with see you again which they dedicated to paul walker uh we get this really touching moment with uh vin diesel in his car then paul walker pulling up with a white version of his gt that he always drives um and then you know we get the you know get that really iconic line from paul walker where he goes you think you could leave without saying goodbye and then we get the voiceover from Vin Diesel, which I have in the favorite quotes. And I'll, I guess I'll do it now. Uh, so he, he's talking about how what he's feeling in moments. So he starts with, I used to say I lived my life a quarter mile at a time. Then I, And I think that's why we were brothers, because you did too. And then he goes on to say, you'll always be with me. You'll always be my brother. Uh, very touching uh, words from Vin Diesel about not just Brian, but Paul Walker kind of breaking that fourth wall. Um, so yeah, just a beautiful, beautiful scene, uh, and a tribute to Paul Walker, uh, at the end of the film. So yeah, it's, it's either a tie between that and, and the skydiving, uh, with car scene, uh, is my favorite standout scene. I think I'll just pick both of them because it's hard to take anything over to that tribute to Paul Walker. Next up, we have some more favorite quotes. All right. Some more favorite quotes. I said the ones from Dom during the tribute, uh, to Paul Walker. I also have one from Mia here. He doesn't miss the girls. He doesn't miss the cars. He misses the bullets. Uh, this one from Deckard Shaw. Dominic Toretto, you don't know me, but you're about to. He says this in Fury 7. Then he also says this in uh, the post credit scene of Fast Fury 6. That that line's probably the one that I remember the most from Statham in these movies. Uh, this one from Hobbs. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to give him a hurt so bad he's going to wish his mama kept her legs closed. I always chuckle at that one. This one from Brian. The only thing I've seen him take down is no knees, Denise. Uh, remember from prom? Uh, <laughs> that one always gets a chuckle at me too. Uh, a couple more from Dom. This time it ain't just about being fast. I opened up the episode with that one. Nothing sadder than locking a beast in a cage. Uh, this is him talking about the supercar that they have uh, that the, uh, the Sheik in Abu Dhabi or the Prince keeps in his uh, penthouse. Uh, another one from Brian. Cars don't fly. A uh, couple more from Hobbs. Daddy's got to go to work. Woman, I am the Calvary. Uh, I always check out that one, too. Uh, yeah, so my favorites. This is tough. Um, I really like the two lines that that Dom says during the tribute to Paul Walker at the end. Um, so I think I'm going to pick those, even though all these that I listed here uh are really great but i'm gonna go with the uh, with vin diesel's words at the end of the film when he's talking about 
Brian and Paul Walker uh, during that tribute. So next is favorite car. Really, really tough. Uh, I like all the cars that Brian drives in here. Um, Letty's green Dodge is really cool. But I'm going to go with Dom and Tej's Demon Love Child, which is really freaking cool. Um, this is the car that he drives during the convoy takedown. Uh, and then eventually he drives it off a mountain with him and Ramsey inside of it. And it's just, it's demolished, but it stays intact enough to keep Ramsey and, and Dom alive. Uh, I thought that was really cool. And I love that they actually, when I was trying to Google what the actual name is, I guess the actual name is Demon Love Child. So that's what we're going to go with. Uh, favorite stunts, got to be the skydiving with car scene. Uh, just really, really awesome scene. I, I love that one. I love how it's shot. Uh, I love all, I love Paul Walker's reaction during it. I love the, just the idea of skydiving with cars and then having parachutes attached to them. That's just freaking nuts. A couple negatives. I mentioned the, the third act with the whole, how did Vin Diesel know that the rock was sitting down there with a the gun ready to shoot the grenades? How did the rock see the bag of grenades on a helicopter? Uh, but a couple of other ones, there was no lime in Dom's Corona for Mr. Nobody, uh, which to me is a huge red flag. Uh, Put a lime in that Corona, Dom. You're you're not an animal. Uh, you got to have a lime in, in Corona. That's just my rule. You you, you just you can't. It's sacrilegious, honestly. Uh, then the other one I have is just Paul Walker passing away. You know, it's 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 a negative for the rest of the franchise because we've seen these installments as far as quality goes ever since Paul Walker passed, and it it sucks, honestly. Um, I think. The franchise took a huge hit with losing uh, Paul Walker. So just imagine how great, and I'll talk about this more in the next episode. Just imagine how great the fate of the Furious would have been if if Brian was there and he's the one that had to go up against Dom when he turns. Um, since he passed away, it was kind of Letty who was taking over that role. But it would have been much, much more impactful if it was Brian uh, going up against Vin Diesel when he when he ends up turning on the team in favor of the Fierce. Now I know it's 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 beyond our ability to to bring back Paul Walker, um, but and it's and it's tragic. It's it's it was just a freak incident that happened. Um, but it is it it is I consider it a negative for the franchise because I just think losing him really impacted the franchise in a negative way, and that's just this is how I feel. I I, I really think that the franchise is worse now uh, because of his passing, and it's just it's tragic and it and it sucks. That's just the world we live in right now, and it's it's unfortunate. Maybe in another. You know, in the multiverse of, of things, maybe there's a reality where Paul Walker didn't die and we get, you know, Fast 8, 9, and 10 with Paul Walker. And it's nice to think that there is a reality out there maybe that he didn't die. Uh, we, unfortunately, are living in a world that he did pass away. And all we can do now is just honor him uh, the best way we can. And it, and I'm glad that they're they're making these movies uh, to honor him and, and and all that. So that's really cool. Lastly, a couple of burning questions. Uh, will Brian and Mia's kids show up in the 
future installment. Um, nine and ten, we've been getting a lot of Little B, who is the son of uh, Elena and Dom. But since the passing of Elena, Letty has become kind of the the stepmom to Little B. Um, Little B was a big part of Fast X, um, and it's probably going to be a big part of Fast Eleven and Twelve. Uh, but yeah, it, it, that'd be really cool if if we got to see me and Brian's kids come into the franchise as older. Um, they, of course, are I'm not exactly sure on the timeline, but I got to imagine Jack's got to be what? Two, three years older than it'll be. Um, so he's probably driving cars by by the time we get to Fast 11 or Fast 12. Uh, say with their daughter, the daughter's probably a year older than little b i'm not exactly sure the whole and that's another thing i'll, I'll talk about on the next episode of faith of fear the timeline with with dom's kid is weird and how elena was pregnant and it just that whole timeline doesn't add up and i'll talk about that more but yeah it'd be really cool to get brian and me as kids especially at the very least get jack in here because i think at the at, by the time fast 11 and 12 come out like fast Jack could be driving cars. And so that would be really cool if he came in and, and kind of took over the Brian O'Connor role. That's just my dream. That's my prediction. I hope that happens because that'd be really cool. I'll have to think about fan casting for Jack too. I'll think that over and then talk about it in, in future installments. Second burning question I had was, will we see more CGI Paul Walker in future installments? I hope they got not. Um, it sounds like the family said that this was a one and done type of situation. Um, but I wouldn't pass universal to try to get this to go again. Um, I think the, I think the story has to be right for this to work. Um, but at the end of the day, I hope that they just don't, um, I understand in this situation it needed to be done. Um, but we don't we don't need it anymore. Um, in Fast Nine, we get you know the hint that Brian's coming over for the barbecue. Uh, all we see is his blue GTR. Uh, it's blacked out windows. We don't see a stunt double or or CGI Paul Walker in that. We just see his car, which I think was a was the right decision. Um, but yeah, I, I just I hope we're done with CGI Paul Walker. Uh, just leave him alone. Let him live life in the background. Mention him once in a while. We don't need CGI Paul Walker. This is a one and done situation. And from what it sounds like, it sounds like the family feels the same way. This was a one and done. This, they did the situation in order to honor Paul, finish this movie that he started, and that's it. We don't need any more CGI Paul Walker. But if the family is okay with it, then I can be persuaded into to a, being okay with it also. But it, it all comes down to what the family needs. To end the episode, let's go over the Fast and Furious rankings. So here is the Fast and Furious rankings as they stand today. Number one, Fast 5, 2, Furious 7, 3, Fast and Furious 6, 4, The Fast and the Furious, 5, Fast and Furious, aka Fast 4, number 6, Too Fast, Too Furious, Seven, The Fate of the Furious. Number eight, Tokyo Drift. Nine, Hobbs and Shaw. Ten is Fast X. And eleven, F9, The Fast Saga. 
So like I said, Fear Seven sitting at number two. Uh, but honestly, it's it's more like you know, Fast Five is one A, Fear Seven is one B, uh, and then Fast Fear Six is two. Um, any given day, you know, it could take those top three films, and and any of one of them could be my favorite. Um, but I think Furious Seven is is in the right spot at two because I think overall Fast Five is just a better made movie. Um, the vault sequence at the end of that is just unbeatable. Um, but yeah, it's, it's it's tough to rank anything above that tribute to Paul Walker and just the emotion behind Furious Seven coming out is. It's that that itself is unbeatable. So it's really, really tough to rank anything above it. But I think if anything can beat it, it's it's Fast Five for sure. So that is the the Fast Furious rankings right now. Um, next week or maybe next week, uh, I'll be on vacation. Uh, so the Fate of the Furious episode might come out next week. It might come out the week after. Uh, just keep an eye out when that episode drops. Um, but. But yeah, we'll I'll talk about that and we'll go over these rankings again. Maybe, maybe that one will move up. Maybe it'll move down. Uh, I, I honestly haven't seen it uh, in a, in about a year or so. Uh, so I'm excited to to rewatch that again uh, after watching Paul Walker's Fast film. So uh, check out this list on IMDb or Letterbox, whichever one you prefer. Um, just search for Cinematic Views, and you can find the entire library of lists that I've done. I've done got to be over almost 100 now um i'm adding rankings on there all the time i love ranking it's one of the reasons why i made the podcast uh it's one of the reasons why it's a segment on the podcast because i love ranking i love discussing why i put a movie above another why this franchise ranks the way it does it's just really fun so check out those uh today well, that'll do it for this week's Fast and Furious episode here on Cinematic Reviews. Like I said, there might be an episode next week. Uh, it might get pushed back to the week after. It just depends because I will be on vacation. Uh, so just keep an eye out for the Fate of the Furious episode to drop on your favorite podcast network. Uh, in the meantime, you can check out the rest of the Cinematic Reviews library on your favorite podcast service, including new release reactions. Uh, until then, always remember... To live life a quarter mile at a time. I'll let Wiz Khalifa and Charlie Puth close out the episode today. It's been a long day without you, my friend. And I'll tell you all about it when I see you again. We've come a long way from where we began Oh, I'll tell you all about it when I see you again When I see you again Damn, who knew? All the planes we flew, good things we've been through That I'll be standing right here talking to you About another path I know we love to hit the road and laugh But something told me that it wouldn't last Had to switch up, look at things different See the bigger picture Those were the days, hard work forever pays Now I see you in a better place Uh. Can we not talk about family when family's all that we got? Everything I would do, you were standing there by my side. And now you gon' be with me for the last ride. It's been a long day 
without you, my friend. And I'll tell you all about it when I see you again. We've come a long way from where we began. Oh, I'll tell you all about it when I see you again. When I see you again. Watch your way and the vibe is feeling strong It was small, turned to a friendship A friendship turned to a bond And that bond will never be broken The love will never get lost And when brotherhood come first Then the line will never be crossed Established it on our own When that line had to be drawn And that line is what we reach So remember me when I'm gone can we not talk about family when family's all that we got? Everything I went through, you were standing there by my side. And now you're gonna be with me for the last ride. Oh, I'll tell you all about it.